Well, we've got a lot to get through, so I'm going to pray and we're going to get straight into it. Lord, we thank you for this uh, time together to seek your face, this time for you to impart life and truth into us, to change us from the inside out, this opportunity to meet with a life-changing God that you are. And we thank you that your promise is that your word accomplishes that which is set forth to do and it doesn't return to you void. And so we pray this morning, Lord, that uh, you will speak to our hearts with this word, that it will change us and transform us, and that it will bring blessings and glory to you, we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, here we are, week five, the final week of the series, The Blessing. And I hope that you have found it a blessing over this past time. Um, It's been a great uh, opportunity to hear about how we can avail ourselves of the blessing, where the first part back in November was about what is the blessing, we've been looking about how we avail ourselves of the blessing, how we walk in it. And as I said, we come to the end of this series, and um, I want to touch on one aspect which is probably the most powerful aspect of the blessing, an aspect which both positions us for the blessing, as I've mentioned, but actually is also our response to the blessing. So what I want to do to introduce this is actually read some scripture and see if you can guess what it is, all right? So turn with me to Psalm 95, verses 1 to 3. Uh, We're going to have it on the screen as well, but if you've got it on your smart device, have a look, or your Bible, open up, Psalm 95, we're going to read verses 1 to 3, and as I read this, see if you can guess what we're going to be looking at this morning. There will be prizes, maybe. Right, you ready? Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King Above all gods, amen. So any guesses? What are we looking at this morning? Thanksgiving and praise, absolutely. And what an important, powerful aspect of the blessing this is. You know, the Bible is filled with praise and thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is mentioned over 180 times. Praise many, many, many more times than that. I mean, we talk about it in our everyday world, don't we? Someone will say what's happened, and you'll say, praise God, that's great. You know, we sing about it, don't we? We've just sung some wonderful praise songs. He is good, he is good. 10,000 reasons. You know, we say our thank you prayers, don't we? Before, Before dinner or lunch, we say, grace, thank you, Lord, for this food. When we go to bed, when we wake up, thank you for this day. But here's the question and the challenge for for all of us this morning. Do we fully appreciate and comprehend the power of praise and thanksgiving? Do we fully appreciate and understand the words that we sing and the meaning behind it? Do we fully appreciate and understand what it is we are entering into? And I, for one, have been on a journey with this. And God has opened my eyes and it's been wonderful. And that's the journey that I want to take us on this morning. So in order to do that, what we're going to do is look at what is praise and what is thanksgiving. And once we've set that foundation, what I want to look at is why praise and thanksgiving is important for his blessing. Okay? So that's where we're going to go on for the next uh, 20, 25 minutes or so. 
Right, first one then. What is praise? What is praise? Here's a definition for you. Praise means to appreciate, to prize, to consider precious, worthy of honor. Let me say that again. Praise means to appreciate, to prize, to consider precious, worthy of honor. And who is worthy of honor? Amen. It is God. You see, praise is not about us. It is about him and who he is. That is praise. It's about his love, his worth, his majesty, his greatness, his goodness, his mercy, his grace. And we could continue and continue. It is about him, not about us. About him and who he is. But let me share with you what I've observed in my own life. It's a funny thing. You see, I know that God never changes, right? We know that. Hebrews 13.8, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? And so you would therefore assume that we would always be praising God for who he is, right? Because he never changes, i.e. there is always a reason to praise him. But I will tell you, that is not always the case in my life. You see, we, have a, we seem to have a lean-in towards praising him with gusto when our world is bright and shiny, as if there is a reason to praise him, as if it seems as if, therefore, God is good. And yet, we seem, I mean, I seem, to shrink back when our world is difficult, and somehow we think God has changed, and he is no longer all those things that we thought he was. Anyone else reflect on that? But the fact is, what happens around us in our world does not change who God is. It does not change how precious he is, how majestic he is, how good he is. You see, praising God, I want to say it so many times, and if it's the only thing you take away, take away this. Praising God is not about how we feel. It's about who he is. See, the danger is we allow our circumstances to become a lens by which we view God. That's the problem. It becomes a criteria for us to praise him. Well, yeah, that went well, check. That went well, check. I'll praise you then, God. It's the wrong thing to do. You know, you only need to spend a few moments in the Psalms to see this play out. How many times does David and the other psalmists say, my life is terrible? They start with this verse. Oh, it's despair. It's doom. Why, God? Why have you allowed this? And what's the final verse? You can read it in Psalm 43, verse 5. And yet, and yet, and yet I will praise you. And yet, in spite of the pain, in spite of what I'm going through, I will praise you. Are we those people that will say, and yet? You know, you won't be surprised to hear that God requires those that preach his word to live through the word. You'd hope that's the case, right? Otherwise, how can you preach it with any conviction, any authenticity? And those that know me will know that my life hasn't been exactly rosy this past short while. 
I have indeed been going through the furnace myself. And in that time, what has God been doing in me? Teaching me to be a man that says, and yet. And yet. You see, here's the thing, the most precious thing. Praise is even more powerful when we don't feel like it. Hebrews 13.5 Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. It costs us something when we don't feel like it. When we praise him with gusto, even though our world is bleak. And often through tears. It's okay. It's a sacrifice of praise. And that is a sign of maturity in Christ. It's a waypoint in our discipleship. God is calling us to maturity. He's calling us to be a people that say, and yet. And I want to commend that to you in your world, to be a person that says, and yet. So let's move on. That's praise. A lot of meat in there. Next one, what's thanksgiving? You know, the concept of thankfulness in the New Testament comes from two Greek words. Up front, apologies if you speak Greek because I'm going to pronounce these wrong, but here we go. <laughs> the first word is charisme, or charisme, which comes from charis, which means grace. The second is homologio, which means to confess and acknowledge. And so when you put these together, thankfulness is acknowledging his grace towards us. His grace, what is his grace? His unmerited favor towards us. Because he is full of love, he has mercy, and through his mercy flows his grace. Let me, let me try and get the real depth of this, right? So if someone gives you a cup of tea, you say thank you, right? Yeah, it's a good thing to do. But the truth is you probably could go up and make it yourself, right? That's thankfulness. This thankfulness has a deeper meaning. It's acknowledging that we could not do it ourselves. That is the whole point of grace, the gifts that come from him, we could not get ourselves. That is the depth of the thankfulness, acknowledging his grace towards us. Psalm 107, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. We need to recognize that every good gift come from him, not us. Everything comes from him. Here's another verse. Write it down if you've, if you've got a pen. James 1:17. Every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above. Newsflash, it's from God. You can't do it, sorry. It's his grace. And that is the position of thankfulness, recognizing that it comes from him. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, here's another verse. Write it down, lots here. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Thankfulness is the will of God. Because it acknowledges that he is the giver, that he is the creator and we are the created. It acknowledges our dependence on him. It acknowledges that we cannot do a thing without him. The very breath in your lungs is because of his grace. Yes, that's praise. It's about who he is. And that's thankfulness. It's about what he's done, not us. And you know, oftentimes, I just want to touch on the relationship of these things together. You know, it's, um, you often hear praise and thanksgiving, don't you? The truth is, while they are distinct, they are in inseparable. 
How does it work? I call it the circle of praise and thanksgiving. You start praising God. Lord, you are worthy of praise. You are good. You are kind. You are loving. And so thank you for your love towards me. Thank you that I can... You see what happened there? Thank you, Lord, that I feel your love. Thank you that that gift of X, Y, and Z was from you. Why? Because you're a holy God back in praise. You see, these things are inseparable. You cannot not thank him when you comprehend who he is. And that's what praise is. It's about being arrested, about comprehending the majesty of who he is. I'm excited. Are you excited? Wow. Praise and thanksgiving. Love it. And that brings us on then to the focus this morning. That was just scene setting, really. Why is it important? Sounds good and we're getting excited, but let's dive into this. Why is praise and thanksgiving important? Why should we offer up praise and thanksgiving? Well, from the get-go, let me just say this. Because it's commanded in Scripture. There you go. That's a good reason, isn't it? It's commanded in Scripture. Psalm 100, verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. Very famous psalm. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That's pretty clear, isn't it? You can't really confuse that. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, already read. Give thanks in all circumstances. And there are many, 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 many more scriptures that command us to praise him. But you might say to me, and it's a fair question, okay, so what? So what? Well, if you've been walking with the Lord for any short amount of time, you'll realize that God's commands are there for our own good. God is not a God that doesn't want you to have fun. God is the God that wants you to have fun. And so the question you want to ask yourself then is this. If God commands this, how comes? Why is it good for us? And I've got four things I want to go through. Four great things that I'm going to touch on. The first one is this. Praise and thanksgiving invites his presence. And where his presence is, blessings flow. So we've been looking at how we position ourselves to blessing. Well, praise and thanksgiving positions your, you for blessings. You know, we looked at Psalm 104, didn't we? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. It doesn't mean... When you enter into the presence of God, if you so feel like it, just a suggestion, maybe you should do so with praise and thanksgiving, but I'll leave it with you. That's really not what it says here. It says, as you do so, in order that you do, as you enter his presence, do so with praise and thanksgiving, because praise and thanksgiving ushers his presence. And so what comes with his presence? His blessings come. Healing in praise, being strengthened in his truth when we recognize and comprehend who he is. And what his truth does? It banishes those lies. You all of a sudden, the lie that would limit you from moving in your giftings because the enemy says you're worth nothing. When you're in praise and thanksgiving, you recognize that God is full of love. You think, wait a minute. God is full of love. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. These are the blessings that we walk in when we praise and thank him. Lies broken over us, fear fleeing, freedom from sin. Where his presence is, there his kingdom is, and there is his blessing. So if you want to walk in his blessings and all these promises, praise and thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. 
that's the first one. The second one, it enables us to enjoy the blessings. You see, thankfulness leads to enjoyment. You know, uh, I mentioned earlier that I'm going through a tough time. And you know, you might be like me, when you're going through a bit of a furnace time, you kind of start thinking back to happier days, right? <laughs> Anyone else do that? Oh, wasn't it great when? Oh, I wish I could you know, go back to those days. Oh, God, can't it be like that again? But as I was doing that, I noticed something else was happening. The Holy Spirit was convicting me. And you know what I realized? As I look back at all those moments in my life, in those moments, I took it for granted. In those moments, I wasn't thankful. And so I spent a lot of time asking God forgiveness and repenting, saying, Lord, you were so good in that moment, I completely missed it. Sorry. Why? Because I was missing out on looking at the green shoots of blessing, as Chris said at the leaders' meeting, and instead I was looking for an oak tree. I'd, you know what it's like? You experience a blessing and you get so used to it, you're like, what's the next big thing? And you move on. You stop being thankful. God says be thankful in all things every day. And here's the truth. The promise of future blessings can rob us from enjoying and thanking God for our current blessings. The promise of future blessings can rob us from enjoying the current blessings. Because we take our eyes off the blessing and we look and we completely miss it. So what, what do I mean by about thankfulness leads to enjoyment? Because in order to be thankful, you need to focus on what you are in. <laughs> right? Sounds pretty simple, right? And so I've, I've made a choice now. Intentionally, every day, the first thing I do when I wake up is thank God for the day. Thank God for what's in my life. Every time I go to bed and I do my prayers at night, I thank God for what's happened in that day. And what I am finding is that I'm starting to enjoy my days more. Because as I focus on them and not the future blessings, I'm enjoying it. And so thankfulness leads to enjoyment. And I would challenge you all, live a life of thankfulness every day. Because God knows that it will help you to enjoy what you have. Alright, third, third one. Because it honours God. When we are thankful, we recognize that God is the giver. And we've talked about this before. God is honored by it. It, it. it protects us from the lie that we have done it ourselves. And that then leads to pride. God opposes, opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so as we position ourselves in humility, his blessings flow. Right, you see? When we are in a place and a life and a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving, what happens is, is we are humbled in that process. And in a humble heart, God can pour his blessings into us because he can trust us. All right, fourth one. Because it's simply good for us. You know, we were made to worship God. That is who we are. We find, and you've heard it up from up here many, many times, we are made to worship him. We find our truest peace and fulfillment and joy and contentment when we praise and thank our Lord. The enemy will do everything he can to rob you of that and focus your worth and praise on something else or somebody else. What do you think that the whole rise of celebrity is about? There is a need in us as humans to, to put our honor and praise on something. And the enemy through sin 
directs us elsewhere other than God. But God is saying, no, I want you to experience peace and joy and happiness. And you do so by praising and worshiping me. Isaiah 61, verse 3, fantastic verse. If you're going through a hard time, hold on to this verse and pray it through every day. God says, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. A garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. There's nothing like praise and thanksgiving to take your eyes off yourself and onto him. A garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Because it is good for us. I would invite the band up. But there's more to praise and thanksgiving. And I end the talk with this. And indeed I end the series with this. The fact that we can praise God is itself at the heart of the blessing. It is the blessing. Relationship with God. We have a relationship with God. Why? Because of what Jesus did on the cross. He took our sin, our stuff, the barrier between us and God. And as we know, the curtain in the temple was ripped from top to toe. Finally, we could enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. Because up until that point, up until that point, only the priest once a year could go into the Holy of Holies. There was a barrier between us and God and praising him and thanking him in, in which he had intended before sin came in. But because of Christ, because of his sacrifice on the cross, we can praise him. So praise and thanksgiving is the blessing. It is at the core of the blessing. Romans 12:1, Paul says, Brothers, in light of God's mercy, in light of the fact that Jesus has died for you, in light of the fact that you have a relationship with God, he says, Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. That is your act of worship. That is our response to the fact that Jesus died on the cross. Worship. Because we can. We can run into the arms of our Father. And here's the the thing, guys. Heaven, the theme of heaven, is praise and thanksgiving. Everything else falls away, and we're there for eternity, praising Him and thanking Him. And here on earth, praise and thanksgiving is not the rehearsal for the main gig. Eternity starts now. Praise and thanksgiving starts now, and we continue it into eternity. Let us not look back and think, I wish I had praised him. Let us not look back and think, I wish I had thanked him more. Let us not look back and think, I missed out that opportunity to experience his love and his presence because I looked at God through my lens of circumstance and forgot about who he truly is. So what is our response to this? Let us stand. Let us stand. Throw away all those things that would hinder you. Throw away all those things that have caused pain. Look up, friends. Look up. Praise Him for His majesty. Praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for His worth. Praise Him for His love. Praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for who He is. And let us thank Him. Let us pour out our hearts in thankfulness because He is a good, good Father. And He has good gifts for His children. So let us now offer a sacrifice of praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen.